In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you as usual with the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. You might remember to subscribe, um, and if you can at all, to uh, send us something via Patreon or PayPal or whatever, however suits you, just to, just to keep us above water, keep us going. Another thing I've mentioned before, we genuinely are enjoying the comments. You might care to add a comment. We appreciate constructive criticism. Um, the odd insult, uh, we can take it as well. We're not made of, we're not made of glass. But uh, I have to say, the standard of the comments is just excellent. Just excellent. So keep them coming. Ezekiel. Mm. The readings this coming Sunday, they make uncomfortably appropriate reading. In the first reading, it's from the prophet Ezekiel, where the Lord says to the prophet, who's probably terrified, and at least if nothing else, those rebels will know there is a prophet among them. I bet Ezekiel was thinking in his mind, and what do I say then? Hmm? One of the hardest things, one of the hardest things is to be sent to your own with a message that they may not want to hear. And sure enough in the gospel, we see our Lord in, in Mark 6, we see our Lord speaking to the synagogue in his own home place. And what's the reaction? Don't we know this guy? Don't we know this guy? Don't we know his seed, his breed, his generation? Don't we know his family? Who is he to talk to us like that? And he was amazed at their lack of faith. I don't think what's meant there is that he was amazed simply that they didn't know truly who he was because that happened quite often. I think it was that they could not get beyond their own prejudices to hear the word of God from one of their own. Now, is prejudice always a bad thing? Refer you to Edmund Burke uh, and, and, and to other conservative thinkers. Prejudices are not necessarily bad things. But a people who intend to survive must be capable of holding strong beliefs about reality around them and at the same time being willing to hear something new. Huh? See, conservatives don't believe in no change. Change is, change is a part of life huge part of life. Conservatism is about the management of change. Now, I'm coming to you as a conservative Catholic. There are other kinds of Catholic. Although, personally, I think that every Catholic, irrespective of what view they take, has a conservative agenda, partly in that they wish to pass on a treasure from the past that is eternally present and relevant. And there we come to prophecy. And there we come to our times. I would say this country must be one of the hardest places in the English-speaking world, indeed in the Western world, in which to prophesy. And I would say it's hardest for an Irish person to prophesy to his own. Now, I'll say something else to you. I don't know that it was ever entirely different. You're going to come back to me and say, no, 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 
people were very religious. They were very religious. But we're talking about prophecy. People of Jesus' time were very religious, and yet he was amazed at their lack of faith. Doesn't mean they've no faith. He couldn't get over the lack of it. He couldn't get over how much of it that should have been there wasn't there, if that makes any sense. John McGahern, the writer, died, must was it, 10 years ago? Uh, he talks about a young priest when he was young who had the bad judgment to talk about problems of social justice in the local town and how people drowned him out with coughing and dropping their missiles and a whole load of deliberate sabotage. And he was moved shortly afterwards. Prophecy is always a problem. Whether people have faith or don't have faith, you're, there is always going to be an issue if you come to them with something new and they know you. It doesn't mean their culture is evil. There may be a great deal right about their culture. Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings described in the Shire something close to an ideal culture and yet he hints at serious gaps in that culture. The Hobbits could not stand to be surprised. They disliked any excessive show of novelty. And yet there were terrible clouds gathering over the Shire and the ways in which they had done it would not be enough. Even though they were worth defending with all one's might and main, paradoxically, something new was going to be needed in order to defend that. And you remember my quoting to you before the great conservative maxim by Lampedusa in his novel, 20th century novel, The Leopard, Il Gatto Pardo, where a character, Tancredi, in the, in the novel, says to the prince, if we want things to stay the same, things are going to have to change. That's the prophet. It's a very subtle form of prophecy and it's an immensely dangerous one because you're prophesying to your own and they don't want to change. I think Irish people nowadays, many of whom are, are priding themselves on the rapid change in our society, would be amazed to realise, which they don't seem to realise, how quickly they have become entrenched in this new dispensation. The revolution has become institutionalised and now the children of the revolution are in a sense conservatives. And so the modern Ireland which goes on and on about the new and being open to the new is in fact not open to the new at all. It doesn't want to be surprised. God help the prophet that stands in front of it. Now here's another thing. A prophet is never accepted in his own land. Fair enough. May I add something else? Prophets aren't angels. Prophets may not even be saints, although they often are. Prophets tell the truth. The prophets may be wounded. 
The prophets may be dying of the disease they want to cure you from, the wounded physician. The prophet may be ragged, often are, in off the desert, may have a hundred faults. I'm suggesting to you that simply because the postman has bad breath, that is not a good reason for refusing your post. I think that's a rather questionable decision. I admire your aesthetic ruthlessness. But is it really wise? We have something to say to this society. It now has ceased to regard a treasure beyond price that is still concealed under its feet. We are going to dig that up and present it to this society and we, will, we are already getting the same reaction. Aren't you so-and-so, a sinner from the day you were born? We don't want to hear from you. Didn't you say something racist when you were four? Didn't you tweet something intolerant when you were six? We know your seed, breed and generation. We have your tweets. Therefore, we have your soul. There's nothing you can tell us. We will not listen to you. Away with you before we stone you. And you are amazed at their lack of faith. I want to say to my fellow priests and to all believers, you are called to prophecy. That means you are called to something that is inherently dangerous. You are called to prophecy to your own people. Good luck with that. You are called to stand in front of your own people and present them with something, in the words of Augustine, so ancient and so new. Don't be surprised if they reject you. They rejected him. Don't take it too badly. Don't be discouraged. Don't take it amiss. Listen to me. We'll count it yet a good day when we come out of this in one piece. We'll count it a good day when we come out of this with our skin intact. Getting a few belts, having a few stones thrown at us. That's a tragedy now. In 10 years' time, it'll be a massage compared to what we'd be dealing with. I'll understand if you want to chuck this in. It's very hard. It's, it's, it's one thing to be told by the Lord and you will go among them and they will know there is a prophet among them. Yeah, if you have any intelligence, you know what that means. But where's the message? I've mentioned the first reading. I've mentioned the gospel. Go back to Paul. I know he's irritating. I know he's annoying. I know, Here we go. I have a thorn in my flesh. I was whipped. I was beaten. I was in jail. I was shipwrecked. I was starved. Don't talk to me about your problems. I got problems. Okay. Paul's all too human. Great saint. And he's all too human. Like a lot of the prophets. All too human. But here he is. God said to me, I do my best work in the week. So if you're a prophet, and you are, if you have the faith, and you're terrified, and you just want to slope along, as John Waters says, with a famine walk, trying to blend into the background, hoping nobody will notice you, beaten before you open your mouth, 
that is the best material for God to work with. Open your heart to him. Let the Holy Spirit into your heart. And then take the scrolls and open them and read to your own people. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.